Welcome to Keep the Republic with Dr. Daniel Bobinski, editor of True Idaho News. Keep the Republic is brought to you by the Political Action Committee Conservatives of Picture Perfect Window Cleaning and ThinkExodus.org. And now, here's Daniel. Merry Christmas greetings on this Saturday before Christmas. Daniel Bobinski here wishing you health and peace and harmony in your life. You know, for many of us at the time of exchanging gifts, and well, you know the gig. We look around, we see lots of images of the jolly old guy in a big red suit who slings a big red sack over his shoulder and brings us gifts. And for those that don't know, the name Santa Claus is a derivative of Sinterklaas, the Dutch name for St. Nicholas, a Christian bishop of Greek heritage who was born in the third century. And he lived during the closing century of the Roman Empire, and we're told that he had a habit of secretly giving gifts to people in need. Uh, history tells us that the Romans actually imprisoned him because Christianity taught us to worship God. And that was before the Roman Emperor Constantine converted to Christianity. So the Romans were holding that Caesar was the one that people needed to worship. Well, when Constantine, then the emperor, converted to Christianity, then Christian prisoners were released. And so after that, I guess in a nutshell, St. Nicholas kind of became a legend, which led to the Dutch characterization of Sinterklaas. And that's the origins of our jolly old elf with the sack slung over his shoulder bringing gifts. When I was a young wee lad, I have to tell you, probably like many of you, was told that Christmas time was for celebrating the birth of Jesus. Well, it turns out that we really don't know when Christ was born. Most historians now believe that Jesus was actually born sometime in early fall, most likely September. But coincidentally, around about the same decade that St. Nicholas was freed from prison, Pope Julius I decided that people needed to celebrate the birth of Christ. Up to that time, everyone was content celebrating his rising from the dead, which we now celebrate as Easter, because Jesus rising from the dead gave us access to the whole new agreement between man and God, salvation through the faith of the sacrifice of Jesus made on the cross. Now, the Pope's rationale for choosing December 25th is kind of debated, and I'm not going to get into all the various theories, but suffice it to say we can thank Pope Julius I for arbitrarily choosing December 25th as Christ's birthday. And as I like to say, instead of Jesus carrying around a sack on his shoulder with gifts for everyone, he carried a cross on his shoulder, providing us one gift, a gift for everyone eternal life with God in heaven through faith in the redeeming blood of Jesus. Because you're going to have eternal life. But what everybody needs to think about is location, location, location. Eternal life is guaranteed to all. Eternal life with God is what we want, right? We want love, peace, mercy, grace, forgiveness, healing. All those things are part of God's personality, and we get that with eternal life with God. Or we could have eternal life without God, like no love, no healing, no forgiveness, no grace, no peace, no mercy. Yuck. The choice is up to each of us. It's what God said in Deuteronomy chapter 30. It was uh, verse 19. He said, I set before you life 
and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. God essentially told us that there's a choice with only two options. And like any loving father who doesn't want his kids to lose, he tells us the choice that we need to make to have the ultimate victory because he loves us and he wants us to be with him forever. So choose life, choose Jesus. You are tuned in to Keep the Republic. This is the show that normally focuses on issues facing our culture and our system of government. And we're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about picture-perfect window cleaning. Tom Lopak is the owner. He shares the values that we hold on this show. And I always like doing business with people who share my values. And if you feel the same way, I strongly recommend contacting Picture Perfect Window Cleaning at windowcleaningboise.com because you can save some money by telling Tom that you heard about his business on the Keep the Republic show. He's going to knock $50 off any window cleaning job of more than $250 or 10% off your total bill, whichever is greater. And they also do more than window cleaning. They also do power washing, screen repair, gutter cleaning. So get your windows cleaned and save some money, even in this nice balmy holiday season. Just go to windowcleaningboise.com. That's windowcleaningboise.com. And be sure to tell Tom that you heard about Picture Perfect here on the Keep the Republic show. Let me also tell you about the Exodus Institute. If you still have your children or your grandchildren attending what is commonly called public school, you need to know that we have video evidence showing teachers and administrators laughing. Idaho teachers and administrators laughing about how they deceive parents about what's really being taught to kids in our school system. We have the video evidence. Contact the Exodus Institute at thinkexodus.org. They are an accredited K-12 online school with credentialed Christian teachers who used to teach in public school, who saw what was happening, and they left to start this. They do not do any woke indoctrination. They also have a supplemental program for kids who are currently being homeschooled grades 5 through 12. They do all the teaching. They do all the grading. Only 20 bucks a month. You can cancel anytime. Contact Exodus Institute at thinkexodus.org. Now, if you were with us last week, you heard part one of my interview with Dr. Carla Dean Graves. She is a phenomenal person for whom I have the highest respect. She speaks accurately about what's really going on in this country, and she works hard to help keep the republic. She's a retired physician. She's very well connected. She brings people together to make a difference, uh, working to prevent the globalists from tearing down this country. During last week's show, we heard segment one, and I want to continue with segment two today. If you missed part one and you want to hear it, just go to keeptherepublic.buzzsprout.com. That's keeptherepublic.buzzsprout.com, and you can find part one there. But for now, let's go on to part two of my discussion with Dr. Carla Dean Graves. Examine this information. That's all we ask. That's right. That's right. And a lot of people do not want to do that. They just refuse to do that. And for one thing, I think that I think it's fear. I think it's a lot of fear that mm. just grip them. And when you are in a mode of fear, you do not think clearly. No one does. Uh, and 
I think that the the reasoning is completely gone uh, from the human race when they cow down in fear and succumb to, yes, uh, we will do whatever it takes. Um, when you, what is it that our forefathers said? Um, I think it was Ben Franklin said, if you substitute comfort for freedom, you will have neither. Yeah, worse that effect. Absolutely. I think fear is a huge part of the equation and and the human nature of it all, because people, I wrote a column on this one, it's called adult syndrome. Every adult has it. And it's, it's the, um, it's, it's kind of a tongue in cheek look at the need or the desire to be right and to have all the answers. And I call that adult syndrome. You have to have all the answers, especially if you're a manager or a parent. So the person who can say, you know what? I don't know the answer to that. Let's explore. Let's find the answer. To me, I have much more respect for that than people who try to snowball me. Uh, and yes. yet, so there's so many people who will think that they have to have the answer right away. And so, as you said, the fear fact is a factor in that equation. So you, you take that desire to be right and that fear of being laughed at or criticized for not knowing, you put that together and now you got people who will listen to the Anthony Fauci's of the world and go, well, he's the expert. He's been in that position for 40 years. He should know without realizing the other side of human nature that he's on the take and he's actually setting up the takes. So that big wealth transfer yes. that you talked about, I mean, that's my gosh, I, I can't believe how he let people die. He has a lot of um, stock in Gilead, you know, that, uh, of course, made remdesivir. And we know what remdesivir has done. It has caused the renal failure uh, time and time again. Yet remdesivir continues to remain on hospital protocols. I got a question. Let me jump in here. Uh, because I thought that the World Health Organization came out in 2020 and said, Remdesivir doesn't do anything for this. Stop giving it. And yet hospitals continue to have it as their protocol. Do I remember that correctly? I don't know that it was in 2020. It seems like it was a little bit after that. Okay. Uh, but nevertheless, I'm, you know, it was something that was certainly there. And I know that they used it in Ebola uh, when Ebola was a big thing in Africa. And 56% of those who received from severe died. Um, yet they decided Fauci wanted to use this uh, as the antiviral of choice. And it was the only thing on the protocol. And you say he was invested in it. Yes, he is invested in that company. And he did uh, have uh, a, the possibility of having, uh, I'm pretty sure that he had some in investment in that for financial gain. And, and there's never any full disclosure in this. No, there is not. And there should be, absolutely. Just so many things that have been hidden from the American people. So many people have made the decisions uh, to get their shots, their uh, COVID shot on deception. It, it was never proven to be effective. It was never proven to be safe. And look at what we're seeing now. We're seeing all kinds of aggressive turbo cancers that are happening. In fact, it was just yesterday I received in an email 
an oncology nurse, 18 years, been on the floor of oncology, and said that they, she has never seen so many new cancers coming in and glioblastomas uh, of the brain uh, come in. And most of these are under 50 years of age. That's what's so sad to me. What are we doing uh, to our younger generation? And I want to give you some credit here, Dr. Graves, because when you spoke out here at that conference, the next morning we did a roundtable discussion, which people can find if they go to the website, keeptherepublic.us. But you and Dr. Carlfeld and Dr. Cole, Dr. Ryan Cole and yourself and Dr. Elisa Peavy and Dr. Vicki Wool, you guys all participated in a roundtable. And I remember a topic of conversation at that roundtable where you guys were predicting that there would be these turbo cancers. And sure enough, here we are two years later. You That's guys right. predicted it. We, we could see it coming. We knew it. Because for one thing, the mRNA, um, is, it's, it's a foreign substance in our bodies, actually. And to continue to make uh, this mRNA in our bodies continually, it causes a lot of inflammation, and inflammation damages cells. Yes, cells are, are really very strong, but there's a, a, literally a breaking point. And when you have inflammatory uh, reactions in the body, it breaks down the cellular walls, and you have damage. Uh, and it opens up your cellular walls to all kinds of th- of infections and illnesses. And look, ask Megan Kelly uh, if she would get the shot again. Um, she now has the autoimmune uh, disorder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's there's really something that I um, her sister died too. Pardon me. Her sister died. Oh my, you know, I did not know that. Yeah. So she lost her sister. She has the autoimmune disease. Yeah. She has totally been, um, I I don't want to say red pill, but she's, I think, come to the idea that these shots are not what they're sold to us as. No, they they are not. Uh, And they were never really intended to be. And would people believe that? No, they, the majority of the people will not. I mean, just the other day, I was talking with someone, and her neighbor had gotten seven of these injections. Oh my god! Seven, and I—it just amazes me. But I think that we have a serious condition that we really need to be looking at as well, and that's uh, the World Health Organization, because the World Health Organization, um, for those who might not know, I don't know that there's very many that don't know this is, of course, an arm of the United Nations. And it is the World Health Organization that now wants to take over uh, the sovereignty of every nation. And how could they do that? Well, it is going to be through health care. And they have combined by the, with the, quote, help of John Kerry and his daughter, 
um, she has brought to the forefront that climate change is a health issue. So it has to be brought underneath and with the World Health Organization. Oh, there's a leap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, that's that's interesting because I do these 60-second commentaries and they go out on social media and we play them on Brighton TV and whatnot. And I did one just this week highlighting Hillary Clinton speaking at the um, climate thing they got going on this week where she was saying that in Europe last year, they had, what, 61,000 deaths from heat. Heat is by far the most deadly. Uh, And so I started, I thought, well, okay, let's do some research, as I am wont to do. And I started looking up, and I I look at both sides of the coin, and if, if your data shows what it is, then it is, right? Except there's no consensus on it. You got some organizations that say, yeah, heat, more than cold. And then even the CDC's research said cold deaths outnumber heat deaths two to one. And yet nothing anywhere near this 61,000. I mean, you had, I think, 1,300 deaths from cold and 600 and some odd deaths from heat on average over the past 30 years. You can't Get a number of 61,000 out of that. She's a liar. And this I call this fear-mongering. And I, I, yes. what you just said, it sounds like they're going to say that because of the heat, people are dying, therefore it's the health issue. Is that the connection? That is. Uh, and that, you know, dust storms and so on can be breathed into the lungs. And so it's going to affect the respiratory system. I mean, all types of reasons why that they are going to now couple the climate uh, industry, I'm going to call it, uh, with the health industry. They're going, to, they're going to team up on us is what they're going to do. And what they want to do is make a, a situation called One Health. And that means that every living thing uh, has a health issue. And whether you are a beetle on a sidewalk or whether you are a human walking, you have the same value. And that's one health. And that's what they are promoting through the World Health Organization. And unfortunately, the Biden administration has put this on just speed dial because they have uh, actually been Submitting amendments as well as uh, submitting what they would call international health care regulations. And so they were going to be, they're planning on changing in May. The World Health Organization will no longer be an advisory body. It's going to be a mandatory body for every nation who is in the United Nations. Therefore, all healthcare protocols, all healthcare protocols will come from the World Health Organization. It is not going to come from your private physician. It will not come from your hospital. It will not come from your state. It's going to come from the World Health Organization. And if they mandate all of these injections that they are planning on having that is going to be coming up very soon, even more of them. Then, and also the regulations such as the masking, the distancing, 
the uh, isolation, which is some of the worst things in the world that you could do for those who are sick in this society. Uh, and to keep us healthy, uh, we certainly don't need any of that. And I have reasons for that. But nevertheless, it would be mandated. Now, people say, okay, well, what, what's the teeth going to be in that? Well, it's called digital currency. And so they are going to take a digital currency and then they are going to put uh, the uh, all the regulations they want uh, with this environment management government situation, the counterculture uh, situation. They're putting it all underneath this One Health and they're going to put it underneath this mandates. And they have decided that if you don't want to restrict your travel, you don't want to do exactly what they say, then you will no longer have access to your bank account. That is coming down the pike in May of 2024, ladies and gentlemen. Now, May. It, May of 2024. That is correct. And they are wow. going to be pushing this through. And the Biden administration is pushing this through before he's, his time is up in the White House. And they're pushing it through rapidly. Now, here's where I'm disappointed, very disappointed, because actually what they have presented uh, is a treaty. And it is the World Health Organization Treaty. Mm -hmm. But they refuse to call it a treaty because in the United States, all treaties are mandated to go through the Senate. So they have called it instead these international health care regulations. And they're calling them agreements. They're not calling them a treaty. Senator Ron Johnson tried to get our Senate. He put a bill forth. And this has been, oh, maybe about nine months ago. Um, he put a bill forth in the Senate that said that the Senate would have to vote on the treaties. He shouldn't have to do that because it's already in our Constitution. Right. But he tried to, to do that, and he tried to put it in there that anything that would come from the World Health Organization for the protection of the American people, that the Senate would have to vote on this before it was actually mandated in the United States. That sounds logical to people who have two neurons that click. But unfortunately, we have very few people who actually click with common sense nowadays. And so hmm. the Senate did not pass that bill, and it was defeated. So they no, they did not uh, say that uh, the, the uh, mandates or these international health care regulations, or if you want to call them agreements, would need to come through the Senate, that they would just automatically be adopted. Therefore, they have neglected their duty and their oath that they have taken to the American people to protect them and the Constitution because they are subverting their own diligence 
and allowing a World Health Organization to come in and to mandate that you will get that shot, you will take that remdesivir because it is still on the protocols, whether you want it or not, you will do it. And anyone, there is not even talk of, in some of our journals, even our medical journals, that any physician, and let me backtrack just a minute, most all, if not all, medical journals, by the way, are bought and paid for by the pharmaceuticals because they're the ones that advertise in them. So they're the ones that are actually running the medical journals. But medical journals are now uh, advocating, some of them, that any physician who writes for hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin for any COVID patient, that they automatically their license is to be withdrawn. They will no longer be able to have a medical license. I'm going to interrupt here because we are at the bottom of the hour. You have been listening to my discussion with Dr. Carly Dean Graves. And I want to underscore what she said. We have to pray and ask God to intervene with the globalists' plan to take over our country deceptively through the healthcare system. If you take nothing else away from what you heard on today's show, take that knowledge to the Lord and ask him to put a stop to it so that America doesn't fall into slavery to these totalitarian globalists who would seek to deceive us and to control us and to remove our liberties and our freedoms all with the stroke of a pen. I mean, as Dr. Grace pointed out, this is coming in the next six months. So now is the time to start praying, and I would encourage you to gather others to pray with you, because unless the Lord gets involved, I think our liberties are going to get lost. Let me also remind you that this show is sponsored in part by Conservatives Of. They're a political action committee that helps get constitutionally-minded Christians elected to office. We have people serving in our House and our Senate in this state right now because of the work of Conservatives Of. Like any political action committee, they work by donations. There's a lot of political action committees now working against conservative Christians. So we need to band together and not only maintain the Christians we currently have, but bring more to the table so we can keep doing what our founders intended when they created this country. Go to conservativesof.com, make a donation of any size. That's conservativesof.com. If we don't keep the conservative Christians in office that we have now, well, then the globalists who are deceiving us in this state are going to walk right over us. So again, conservativesof.com. Today, you heard part two of my discussion with Dr. Carla Dean Graves. If you want to hear part one or part two again, go to keeptherepublic.buzzsprout.com. We're going to finish up this conversation next week at the same time. I'm Dr. Daniel Bobinski. I thank you very much for tuning in, and I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. I want to speak grace and peace into your life and into your home, and I encourage you to be a blessing to those around you, helping other people to feel love. We'll catch you next week at this same time. Until then, be blessed and Merry Christmas. Thank you for tuning in to Keep the Republic, sponsored by Conservatives of. 
picture-perfect window cleaning, and thinkexodus.org. Also, please pray for our republic and for godly men and women who will work to keep it.